Oh my God, hello everyone. It is I, Roman, 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 welcoming you back to When in Rome, episode seven, babies. Um, as usual, I want to thank you I want to, for listening, liking, sharing, and laughing. My Instagram is When in Rome, W-H-E-N-N-R-O-M-E. Please uh, share, please tell your friends, please give me comments, please all of it. I love you guys so much. Um, so let's get started. Let's get into this motherfucker. Let's start with our mood enhancer break. You guys know how this fucking shit goes. Get your mood enhancer. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> Consider me enhanced. Um, let's get to it. All right, happening since we last saw each other. Uh, Valentine's Day just passed. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. People were like, oh my God, how'd you spend your Valentine's Day? Jacking off. What about you guys? <laughs> if so, I'm actually sorry. If you said happy Valentine's Day to me yesterday and I just snarled at you and walked away, it wasn't you, it was me. You know what I mean? Sorry, babies. I'm 40.5, guys. Like, I, 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 I turned 40 in January or July. And so I kind of hit the halfway part in January. And I just want to talk about it because not that I, I care, but I care, right? Not that it's a matters, but it matters. Like I find myself thinking about being 40 a lot. I know that I look the best. I know that it is the best time in the world to be 40, right? 40 is new, whatever the fuck it is. I know that I look the best uh, that I've ever looked. I know I felt the best, feel the best. I know that I feel more in control and powerful and all that bullshit. But I'm also fucking 40 and it just makes me think about the time and i just get i think i don't want to be old and i don't want to get gray and i don't want to die I, and i don't want to live forever like I've, i used to want to like live forever but now it's like oh who would want to live forever but i do want to like stay young and healthy for as long as possible i mean who does it but i don't know being 40 has just been on my mind. I find myself like looking up like articles on how to stay young and how to like, you know what I mean, age well. And like, am I doing it right? Even though it's like the same article, like I, I don't drink. So I look up articles all the time on the impacts of not drinking on your skin and all that. It's like, it's the same article, but I just need it. I just need it. So I just wanted to share that with you. I mean, like I said, you guys can make jokes about me being 40 when you see me and that's fine because you know i'm black and unless the cops kill me i will look like this till i die um but i look amazing but i also like 40 fucks with you right like i don't know if you're if anyone is out there is at 40 or close to 40 or, or like right after 40 it fucks with you it's great but it also it fucks with you right um and i don't know i just had to bring it up let's see but what 40 has really made me do, I will say when I was thinking about 40, that like the only reason that I realized that the only reason I care is because I know it's going to end, right? Like the only reason that the, that it, it's driving me to be present in every moment is because I know eventually, I mean, obviously far down the road, it's going to end. Um, and I think that's obviously the beauty of life. It's like, it's like this, like, oh, beauty, like, yeah, it's beautiful, but, right? But I don't know. That there's that, but it has drive me to think about things that I want to do and be present. Like I call this like the living every moment era. Um, and one of the things I wanted to focus on is like dating. Anyone who knows me 
And those that I like, I've like had boyfriends, but they've been few and far between. Like I've been in SF for like eight years and haven't had a boyfriend this entire time. My last boyfriend, I broke up when I moved to SF. What is that thing? Um, but I know a lot of it has been me, right? Like that's why that the one thing about, I will say about being 40 is like, I now feel so much more ready to date and all that kind of stuff, but I have to get over me because I am probably one of the most shy people when it comes to like those meeting men, talking to men, anyone who knows me, like it's probably the opposite of how I really, how I am with like friends, like the ease with which I had, I am with friends. I really wish that I could be the same and have the same ease with men. Um, especially now that I get so much attention and it's like, while it's fun and I like it, it definitely makes it a lot harder for me. So, I mean, maybe part of like this whole podcast thing and part of me like talking about it is therapeutic, putting myself out there like I am now, hopefully men will be like, wow, let me be more aggressive with Roman um, because now they know that I, or they will see this and, and realize that I am much more shy than I think. So yes, man, please be more aggressive out there. And I promise to try to get out of my own way and be more confident, right? Is that the word, Cameron? Confident? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't see me either. Um, no. Oh, this motherfucker is spelling it. All right, baby. <laughs> and I know that like dating in SFSR, like everyone says it, right? It's like it has to do with like just the fact that most people seem to be focused on fucking. And I mean, I hear that a lot of places when I go around the world, like in Barcelona, it was the same. Like places in Barcelona, like there are glory holes and bar dark rooms in every bar, literally in every fucking bar. But what I hear from a lot of people there is that the ease with which they the sex is how easy it is to have sex makes it much more hard makes it harder to meet people um because literally once you have had sex and the sex is so easy people just forget don't learn don't focus on how to like meet each other how to date and then they don't even like i feel like nsf people don't like don't even know how to do it i know i sure so don't and i get so nervous because i haven't done it in so long oh my god but like people like you know what i mean you do all the dating things with your friends who you happen to fuck as well because everyone's also fucked here right and then you people want to fuck you automatically and then if you're one of those people who don't want to fuck automatically then look at you like you're a weirdo welcome to sf right but i mean i don't know Maybe this will be a sign of better days and, and me focusing on dating more. So if you're hearing my voice and you want to date me, let me know, right? Um, uh, Another one. So I wanted to take this time to like thank Cameron. I love him. He's my amazing editor. He's been such an amazing job. Um, and together, I think we've been able to do great magic. I wanted to thank all of you all who are listening. I really can't imagine, you know, coming on, on this episode seven, like not doing this. And now I, I, when I think about before, like before the podcast, so um, before the podcast, B, BP, BPD, B, yeah, B podcast. So BP before podcast, like, I don't imagine, like, what were you doing with your life? You're just sitting down in between bumps and going to parties. Like, you're so got out and trash right now. I have a podcast, so I'm very deep. So please listen, please rate, please share. Um, and let's kind of like make, take this thing where we can. Um, last happenings to me. I've had some people talk to me, ask me about my mom. And if you guys don't know, my mom passed a couple of years ago. And so I wanted to kind of give you an update, like give you guys an update. Grief, I feel like is a slippery slope where 
one moment I'm in the shower crying because I miss my mom. And then another moment I'm reminiscing about like a happy moment um, that I have with her in it. Like, and I'm not sad or I'm not like really overly sad. I'm just like happy. And so I, I feel like, okay about the grief. And then it just kind of goes back and forth. I know that like, I like have these weird emotions where like, I'm like really sad. I want my mom to be alive, but then also like, I'm happy that I've already gone over the, gone, dealt with the pain of her passing only because I know that like your parents dying is something you have, you have to go through. Right. If that's like the way the world works versus like, you know, a friend or anything like that, um, that you would God hope that they wouldn't pass before you. Right. Um, and, but I mean, at the same time, it feels weird to say that because obviously I want my mom to be alive, but I'm also happy that I passed the pain. Um, and also I feel really like a much better person after my mom died. Not that I was a bad person, but like I had never had anyone die before. So like the grief really like changed me and deepened me. It deepened all my friendships. It deepened what I thought about life because I hadn't, haven't, hadn't had it taken away from me before. So it made me like think about my future and like, and just how I treated people. And then I, I had never felt comfortable dealing with grief before because I'm not a fake person. So if I had never had anyone die around me, I didn't know how to comfort people or be around people. So now obviously I know, right? <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nothing like grief to hit you when your mom dies. So I don't know, that was, I just wanted to give you guys an update. Like I'm dealing with it. There's times when I cry and there's times when I remember, remember this on times when I used to cry. <laughs> and then there's times when I'm like happy that I passed through that. Like, for example, I not want my mom to, with all these mood enhancer breaks, we listen to this podcast, <laughs> but trying to keep her from listening would have been impossible so just that right like happy don't have to do with that but also i wish my mom was here say lovey that's grief let's take a break well let's take it to party reviews after the morose topic of my mom being dead um uh, my one of the parties that i really enjoyed this past was so father so father is what they call me when i'm in brazil i think it means like ho or someone with a short skirt or whoever that means the moment that's me but the father is also a party of great northern the brazilian party to all brazil and brazilian parties when you walk in the motherfucker you definitely feel like you're in brazil it was like the carnival theme so i definitely felt like i was back at home in my mother brazil right um the boys are hot the dancing is fun the energy is incredible all what you would take from a brazilian party the upstairs is generally where the music's at or like the dancing music at at least for me um so i would give the party three who's out of five only because i feel like the most danceable music generally at great northern but also sometimes it's a father is upstairs but that's such like a like me thing like obviously i'm not going to dance as well to the brazilian music which is downstairs which is the reason they come so you know take it with a grain of salt but what you should do is check out the next safada um uh, let's see that was pretty much it for parties that i review let's see upcoming events i've got roma revenge coming 223 that's um the starring detox um from drag race um jason godfrey the dj and then me more on the mic talking a lot of shit my uh one of my good friends Dwayne, is having a birthday party there so hey Dwayne. Shout out to you. He's 53 and amazing looking. Um, another party that I'm looking for is a Circuit, uh, circuit Fridays at Bo. Um, that, the next one is Jirak. If you guys don't know Jirak, please come up. The Bo fucking um, circuit today is fucking amazing. There's a Royals. Um, for those of you who don't know Royals, I keep I say that, for those of you who don't know, right? So for those of you who don't know, Royals uh, is the second anniversary of a party of my best friend, Andreas. He, um, all the proceeds go to, it's 
like his birthday party. He throws it at places like the Great Northern City Nights. The, uh, the proceeds go to a, a charity of his choice. This year, um, April 6th, it's going to be a Great Northern. It's got Gigi Isis. Um, it's got like, you know, a bunch of cool hosts. It's going to be fucking amazing. It's an undersea theme. Um, we did a photo shoot. I was a jellyfish. <laughs> Obviously, I look amazing. Watch for the photo shoot drops. Um, and as usual, if you guys want me to, um, to rate, um, talk about your event, bring it up as an upcoming event, or even just talk about how I felt when I went, please let me know. And now babies, let's take a break. All right, my legionnaires, welcome back. Let's talk to world news. So this first topic, <laughs> it's interesting. So the headline is Donald Trump's misogyny defer deters NATO from picking a female leader. So this is I'm specifically talking about the article in the Times, which is a uh, this, the Times, which is an English paper. Um, because it, it's really kind of just about the way that the article is written, but it, I mean, it, it also speaks to just a general, general larger narrative about NATO. But really, the article specifically states that NATO leaders were leaders were thinking of choosing um, a female secretary general. So basically, the, the leader of NATO uh, was the secretary general. So they're thinking of choosing a female leader for the first time. Um, and that they chose not to, or that they are they are leaning towards not picking a woman because of the likelihood that Donald Trump is going to be president. <laughs> and so I just I just thought that this would be a great topic. It's the misogyny for me, baby. The misogyny in the article about misogyny, right? Like literally, this article is stating that these the first of all they've never had a fucking female um leader of nato right nato's what 80 years old i don't know sometimes in the 50s or something like that um nato's 80 years old has never had a female leader we've had great female leaders in like you know across the world europe angela merkel who she from prime minister of germany for 12 or 13 years right um i think she was she's the longest serving prime minister in europe right but she was never a nato leader member of nato obviously because germany was but i guess you know what they never hit their two percent gdp commitment of, of from the military but still whatever um all I'm saying is it's, it seems very suspect that now that this year that they're trying to push for a woman leader, they're not going to because of a man. And that, so what does that speak to for all the other years when they didn't push for a woman leader or didn't pick a woman leader, right? And then the, also the misogyny of thinking that not picking a woman leader because Trump may treat them poorly because he treated Angela Merkel poorly or other female leaders poorly when he was president. Like, but because he may be president, we shouldn't put lead female leaders in front of him so he will act out. Like, isn't that the most misogynist thing I've ever heard of? Like, if you were a female politician and you, like, you, and so the two women that they were talking about, um, the president of Estonia and there's another female uh, sec, uh, leader of state that they're talking about putting in there. And if you are a woman in a high position like that, you've probably spent your entire career dealing with misogynists and stupid ass men like Trump. I mean, no one's as dumb as Trump or just no one's as orange as that motherfucker. But to think that they're going to take women out of the running because of what another man may, who may, hasn't even been elected yet may do is the ultimate of misogyny right it just it just it just and as if it's also as if women haven't handled trump before it's nancy pelosi hillary clinton in debates it's not like women haven't gotten the best of him they have who hasn't gotten the best of trump girl i mean e Jean carroll just got the best of him twice in a lawsuit you know what i mean like women have been getting the best of trump for years so to say that 
um, to not put a woman there because of Trump. First of all, like, oh God, just even like in the article, they talk about how it's more than likely now that Trump's going to be elected president. What the fuck did that happen? Do you know what I mean? I just, I just thought this was a really interesting article. I think it was interesting to talk about women in politics and to talk about the misogyny that still attaches to all women at all layers, even when you're at the most upper echelon, right? You have hit the broken the glass ceiling to become president, to become leader of a state. And then when you are amongst other leaders, you still got to deal with that misogynist bullshit, right? You still got to deal with someone telling you you're not good enough because you're a woman, even though you're in a leader of a, 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 a room of equals, right? Of all people, of elected officials, like craziness um i will say though, say though that i looked up you know what i mean other articles to see if there were a lot of other like see what other people were talking about the reason why they were either not or going to choose women for the next group nato and i couldn't find too many articles about women specifically and trump but i could find articles that were talking about all the different reasons why various factions of nato would want their leaders to be um secretary general so for example european leaders want a european um secretary general just because they'd have a better um shoe in or line to that person there's a block that wants eastern europe to have it so have a have that person be secretary general from the eastern europe because of ukraine and then you've got you know countries like turkey who are a little bit more non-democratic and democratic who will try to push for a secretary general who isn't as like anti-Russia, right? Anti-non-democratic countries. So there's, I mean, basically there's just tons of reasons why and and, and they're going to pick or how are not going to pick um, whoever's going to be the next secretary general. But I just, I find it funny and disgusting and also like our world that misogyny is still part of it. <laughs> So let's take it to American news. <laughs> um, the head, this headline is Alaska Pox and everything you need to know about it. Now, let me just get a look closer to the mic. Alaska Pox. Let that name sit with you. Alaska Pox. It's, uh, it's not detox in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's actually right. If you get too much detox and too much Alaska, you have Alaska Pox. But does, isn't that... Ugh, the name just fucking annoys me, right? It's just annoying. Alaska pox. So what this basically is, is Alaska pox is a disease uh, originated out of, of, you guessed it, Alaska. And I chose this one because I really wanted to speak, spend a couple minutes just pontificating, talking about the sensationalism of, of our fucking media. And basically that just means how our media is designed through its capitalist fucking infrastructure and, and structure to just be clickbait, to just try to get clickbait. And how do you get clickbait? How do you get clicks? Is emotion. How do you, what emotion drives and is, is works the best? Negative emotions, the same reason we have all the algorithms of Facebook and Instagram showing us negative shit, right? So the news is the same fucking way. And I just like Alaska Pox and everything you need to know about it. Like, first of all, why would you want to get a disease called Alaska Pox? If I had Alaska Pox, I would not. Alaska Pox literally sounds like the disease Alaska came up with on Rue the Musical when she was on the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, like if I had Alaska Pox, I wouldn't go around like, yo, I'm, yeah, I got, I'm affected with Alaska Pox. I would call it Genesis 2X2K1, okay? Whatever the goddamn biological name is, nobody gets Alaska Pox that is not on The Wizard of Oz, right? Like, it is not a real disease. That's fucking name. It's like the name came in cooler than you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the last box house, cool. First of all. Second of all, 
if you click in, if you click in the actual article, what it really says is that we've known about Alaska box, which is a family of smallpox, uh, obviously the pox family, right? Hello. Um, Alaska box, part of the pox family has a smallpox family has been around since 2015. So this is not a new fucking disease, even though the headline on New York times will make you think so cover story on rooters, right? It's been known since 2015. It's only infected several read eight people since then. And the only person to die has been recently, and that was an old fucker. Keyword, the old meaning immunocompromised. Immunocompromised, you know what I mean? Basically, right, like literally eight people have been affected. There have been no deaths, and the only death was someone who was already on their way out, right? This does not need to be a New York Times cover story, right? But the reason that it is, or the reason that it's uh, clickbait is because after the pandemic, right, if you think about the way that we talked about viruses and virology news um, on the West, before the pandemic, we hadn't had a major pandemic, right? Like the East has had some major major things like the bird flu or whatever, which is why on the e in the East, they wore masks way before we did. Why? Because they had pandemics before we did. And then the last pandemic we had before this last COVID one was what? Uh, influenza in 1922, right? That was the last major pandemic that the West had ever suffered. And nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers 1922. So that's why, like, if you look, if you go back and look at the news before, it was, I mean, it was most of the virus news was very low, low, low. You know, it wasn't big news. It was always like, you know, down in the middle of the, the page or whatever. But after the pandemic, of course, all virus news became big news. And so now if you look at our paper, if you, if you scroll, through the headlines it's every single disease or virus in the world has now gotten a cover now now just makes the cover rsv flu monkey pox whatever because it's all just designed alaska pox because it's all just designed to create clickbait it's all just designed to generate clicks and it's all just designed to pick on your fear right they want us to live in fucking fear because if you live in fear and that heightened sense of fear it means that you'll always be paying attention to the news which means that you're just they're driving user retention just like they do in facebook or all these other algorithms right it's just it's just an annoying example of how you really can't trust American news, most news in general. And these media pretty much when I look at news, I like skim the headlines uh, for American news, but I really try to get a lot of my stuff from like NPR, BBC, Al Jazeera. I mean, all news is capitalist news, right? Like very few news out news um, things out there that are not capitalist. But a lot of the non-American stuff, especially if you can kind of like juxtapose with what American news is saying, you get a much clearer picture, I think, of what's actually important and what's not just being sensationalized, you know what I mean? Which is just all American news is, fucking sensationalized bullshit. And on that note of bullshit, because I have to shit, let's take a break. And we're back. Um, I hope you got a good shit in. I know I did. So the next, we're going to local news, SF news. Um, this one was a kind of a short one, but Jesus. So two teens in two weeks have been found dead in the BART drains, in the BART tracks because of BART surfing. Yes, you heard me right, ladies and gentlemen and fags, BART fucking surfing. And if you don't know what it is, look it up. It is essentially riding on the top, outside on the very top of a BART train while moving. Yes, you heard me right. Kids, teens, whoever are getting on the top of BART trains while moving, taking videos, and then falling off and dying. 
it's like, girl, if you don't go and eat a fucking Tide Pod, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it speaks to the the boredom of the first world children. It speaks to the the need for for the need for speed and the variety. The what happens when you need to go viral, and it also speaks to like how going viral and how being behind I think the computer can push the boundaries of what people want to do because one you remove for the consequences right. You can someone on the screen gets on a fucking train. You think that's fucking stupid, but you don't actually see them die, and you're probably not even going to hear about them dying because it happens across the world. But it you know what I mean the need for people to try to do bigger and bigger things because they're compare, compare, comparing themselves to the whole world now, right? And a whole world of people who are willing to push the boundaries means that we have kids. I don't, I mean, did kids eat Tide Pods when we were younger, Cameron? I never heard about shit like that. Like, I never heard about, like, I mean, like, kids do stupid shit, but we smoked. Do you know what I mean? Like, we did all bareback sex. I mean, it was like, don't, <laughs> don't stick a fork in the, like, the, Yeah, don't suck a fork in the garbage disposal. Ding, 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 right? But I was just like, girl, like, I don't know, jack off, do something. It's it's just, I don't know. And I know I'm calling them kids, and I know I sound old when I talk about it, but I just don't get jumping, getting on top of a train and, like, sitting on a moving fucking train on the top for to just take a video. I saw the video, and they're like, it's like, you're just by yourself, just sitting on there. You, you won't even show your face. It's like, it's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, it really is. Like, look it up, y'all. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> all right and last but not least we want to pop culture this time this time i just want to talk about the little nas x video don't know if you guys saw it but it came up with a video it's called entitled j christ um and in this video he pretty much like drapes himself in like all types of christian imagery right he, he plays jesus both on and off the cross he plays Moses, he's the devil, he's like a cheerleader. He's all different types of Jesus Christian imagery that I don't know because I didn't go to Christian I, I didn't go to church when I was younger. Thank God. Um uh, and it, you know and the reason I brought it up is because like he's known for trolling, right? But he actually there were a lot of complaints. Um some I think valid, some I think not, and it actually caused him to like not like retract the video or apologize but like basically to start to like explain himself and explain that he was not trying to make fun of people and yada 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 i think that was exactly what he was doing right the reason i don't like the video when i saw it is because i don't think it actually has a personal and i don't i don't feel the personal reason for why he created the video other than just to talk shit. You know what I mean? Or just a troll. Like it's literally, he's every, he's every image. He's Jesus. He's Moses. He's Mary. He's Mary Magdalene. He's Judas. You know what I mean? Like he's Judas priest. And it's like, what are these, what are you being all of these things have to do other than it's just about you. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're Jesus, why are you, why are you also Moses? So what is that imagery supposed to be saying? Right. Or are you just throwing the imagery on just to get shock value? And if you are, then just take it. But the problem is, is like, what is he's also trying to be a mainstream artist, right? And you can't, you can't mock, completely mock religion in this country, because most of this country is religious in one way or another. You know what I mean? Even the gays still fear and believe in God. A lot of them. There's very, few, I know very few atheists. Do you know what I mean? in this world? Period. So I just don't know what he was trying to do. Now I, I will say that mocking religion. 
as a form of protest as a form of of dealing with the trauma that religion has done to gays is something we've been doing forever but i also think that it's generally i think done amongst people like-minded people right like you do it in gay clubs you do it in gay groups where people understand the mockery and they they understand the hurt and why but if you're trying to have a conversation with deeply religious people then doing the same mockery as art is not going to have the same impact it's not going to have a conversation right so that's why i don't really like this um little nas x video because i don't think that it was supposed to spark conversation right like the madonna videos or even little gaga with lady gaga which is he comes out and says that he's not lady gaga he's not madonna and no one's saying you're supposed to we're just using those people as a counterpoint to how a conversation surrounding imagery in the videos is i think more meaningful than just splashing up a bunch of christian imagery with you in it and saying oh my god this is a, this is meaningful do you know what i mean like watch the video it's i don't even understand what it has to do with the song do you know what i mean like i didn't listen to the song because it's a little nonsense i don't give a fuck but i just i just don't it doesn't strike me as that and then the other reason that i think people were doubling down on criticism for little nuts x is how he promoted the video like he made TikTok videos where he was dressed up as jesus and he was eating crackers and drinking wine like he was you know what i mean like once again what is the what what is the message is it saying and how does this personally relate to your your relationship with Christianity. Like if there was that, I could then, hey, do it all day. You know what I mean? It's your trauma, it's how you do it. But otherwise, why are you, why are you, first of all, like the communion, you know what I mean? The blood of Christ, like why are you, are you if you're trying to piss people off, you're gonna piss them off, but you're not gonna get them to listen. And like I said, a lot of your, a lot of Little Nas X's audience is gay, but they're also still religious in one way or another. Do you know what I mean? I know a lot of gay people who don't feel comfortable mocking God, right? Because whether they believe it or not, it's still built into their DNA. It's been smacked into the DNA, beaten into the DNA, right? But religion is such a, and the need for people to have something to believe in after they die is so important that I don't think that Lil Nas X, I know he didn't get what he was supposed to do. He didn't, he didn't drive the conversation. And I also think that it like speaks to what we're trying to do. If we're trying to have a conversation with the middle of the country, which is what we should be trying to do, then outright making fun of them is not going to do it. I think that there are spaces to do that and there's reasons why people do that, but that's not really what we should be doing on a mainstream. And if you are going to do it on a mainstream thing, like, you know what I mean? If you're going to put it out there, then you have to take take the feedback and not try to be like, oh, well, I wasn't trying to piss people off. Well, then what, explain to me why you are, you were Jesus, you know what I mean? Drinking the blood of Jesus and, and you know what I mean? The blood of Christ and like eating the communion bread, but you can't. Cause then when they asked him, he was just like, well, I was just Jesus or whatever. And he was just eating the crackers. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? <laughs> but on that note, we are reaching, we've reached the end of episode seven. I love you guys. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Remember to listen, rate, and share. Send me any feedbacks, questions, or comments. Once again, my IG is when in Rome, W-H-E-N-N-R-O-M-E. And until next time, keep it sassy, San Francisco.